Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Surprised they didn't give it to you another fucking month for a dollar. Well, they offered it a month free, but I was like, nah, that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to end up. comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, that I'm going to be like, ah, oh, shit. So I was like, nah, I'll just end it now. And, you know, so I go, well, I'll just work on getting, you know, I'll just work on, you know, hooking up for like a PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live account. So at least there. I think that's the better investment. Yeah. Because it's not a disc thing. Right. And you just pay the backlog. Like, I feel like I'm so behind on video games. I could never buy a new video game in my life. I'd still have shit to play. Well, it's actually kind of funny because I was looking at, because like right now until we can get a replacement Roku for um, for the living room, um, I, did I tell you that John broke his? How do you break a Roku? When you're disconnecting it from the TV, you just yank it instead of actually like, pulling it apart and he yanked it enough to where that and 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 of course it wasn't the power cord it was the cord that has the remote control attachment to it so you have to try to oh control oh that's you have an old one no it's the streaming stick oh i've never had the stick yeah the stick has this um this um connection that um uh it's an, it's it's an, it's a stick that connects the streaming stick to the um uh not to the power it connects to the power supply so yeah. so it's in there so when i've he, only ever had the the little puck oh yeah no this one here has the streaming stick so instead of you know going over there and just like connect disconnecting like you would do he just yanks it out <laughs> and of course fucking he man over yeah, here and then pulls out the u the portion of the usb connector halfway out yeah and i was like of course he did so I wasn't about to give him my PlayStation, put it in his room. I was like, well, you could take that. We could put the PlayStation back in the living room. The um, thing is, is, people never learn if you fix their problems for them. I know, right? He's like, I don't have anything to watch in the room now. I guess you should have thought of that. <laughs> Who you looking at in the fool, huh? <laughs> but I was thinking of moving the Roku into the, my Roku into the living room and putting the Xbox back in my room. 
Um, because I mean, I can watch spectrum on there and I get Pluto and you know, some of the other stuff. Um, but, uh, anyway, I was, I was looking at it and I was thinking like, I go, well, if I move my Xbox back in here and I was looking at all the consoles, I go, well, wait, the Xbox one and the plate, the Xbox 360 play on the Xbox one backwards compatibility. And then I go, and most of the games that I have on both those consoles are backwards compatible. I go, so I could just take those out and then put my Xbox one in there. Yeah. There's no, there's no point in even having them set up anymore. Yeah, And then I go, and then still have my playstations because backwards compatibility, you know, for the, if I want to play the old, cause there's a bunch of PS3 games that I want to play. And there's a couple of old PS2 games that I've been wanting to play again. And, um, so it's like going, okay, I could just play my backlog. Xbox, Xbox has been so kind with the backwards compatibility that I've completely stopped collecting from my original Xbox. Yeah. It's back up in the closet because there's no point. There's no point in me hunting down games. I can just buy it off the Xbox store yeah. and play it. You know, unless so they like, unless they got them like dirt cheap, you know, you find like, ooh, Xbox 360 game for like two bucks. <laughs> yeah. And a buddy of mine was like, what if it's that one game? And I'm like, then I'll just buy that one game and put it in the <laughs> fucking Xbox. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, you're still paying, but, you know, if it's like, oh, I got it for like two bucks, but then I, it's backwards compatible so I can get a, a newer version of it on the on the Xbox one. It's two bucks. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know. Yeah, I, I lost my TV anyway. Oh, wow. One of the ki- one of the kids needed a TV, so I don't have a TV in my room anymore. So my wife's like, can can you give her the TV? I go, of course I can. And she goes, oh, Will you're I? being really nice. I'm like, listen, <laughs> if my kid needs a television, it's my responsibility to provide it. She goes, oh, okay, thanks. She walks away and then comes in quick. She goes, you're going to buy a TV now. Like, you're damn fucking right. <laughs> That's where you pull up your phone and go, hey, be here on Wednesday. Right. <laughs> I'm putting a 55 in here, all right? Uh, babe, I'm putting a 70 inch, so that means you're going to need to sleep on the couch. <laughs> she comes in later. And I'm like, hey, I've been looking at TVs. She rolls her eyes, and I go, um, I found this 55 inch uh, 4K. Looks pretty good. And she goes, you gave her a 32 inch 720p. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you want me to buy an old TV? <laughs> I said, I'm going to mount this bitch right above my computer, baby. <laughs> That's where you're like, going, hey. I didn't say I would supply my kid with the top of the line. I just said I would supply my kid's knee. <laughs> if I had a tube TV, I'd give that bitch to her. TVs are so fucking cheap now, unless you're getting like a stupid one. You know what I mean? The but UHDs. even a 4K, I got a 65-inch Samsung 4K for 500 bucks. Yeah, they're 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 next to nothing now. And it's got all the fucking you know, the features in it where it's got like free, I think it's Pluto, but they just call it Samsung TV, but it, it's all the channels and shit. It's fucking dope. Yeah. It's probably it's, Pluto that they put in there. It's a really nice, it's Pluto or there's another service too. I can't remember what it's called. It ain't Quibi. I'll tell you that much, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's another like free TV service. Um, yeah. Roku's pretty dope though. Cause they didn't have a uh, YouTube kids cause I was setting it up for, um, my youngest, and she goes, oh, but I watch some people on YouTube. They all have fucking Roku channels. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. So I just downloaded like fucking 10 Roku channels. <laughs> all right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
so uh, just to let you guys all know, we voted. It wasn't that hard. You can all no. do it too. It was pretty easy. Yeah. I, actually, I, I filled out my ballot and it sat on my desk, <laughs> signed and sealed for like a week. And I was like, I should probably mail that. <laughs> I kept forgetting. Um, and then I, I was going to drive it to the official Dropbox. But I didn't. I dropped it off at the post office. But like the next day, I got confirmation that it was um, it was counted. Yeah. I, so I'm like, all right, well, there you go. Yeah, because I um, I went to the Dropbox that they have down. It's literally like two blocks from my house, um, two blocks down and one across, and uh, the library. So I went down over there, and um, they have the uh, ballot box away from the streets, which I I'm glad. I like the fact that it's not sitting on the street corner, you know, straight on the edge of the street. It's right in front of the doorway to the library, which is closed, but you know, there's still cameras in there and shit. So I went over there and then I just popped it in and then uh, tracked it. And like a day or two later, it was like your ballot has been received and will be counted on election day. Yeah, because there's been some wacky shit happening in California. with Not the... just California. Boston had one, too. Did they? Yeah. Um, they, they Basically, in California, somebody lit a ballot box thing on fire. They lit a piece of paper and slid it in there. Problem was, is that that ballot box was placed right at the curb. So you just drive yeah, up and do it. It's too easy. And it was um, it was away from any lights and stuff like that. And somebody actually saw it happen, where saw the saw it on fire and recorded it. Um, so the registrar didn't call anybody. They just recorded it. <laughs> and, we found out when we checked their Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and somebody in Boston, they caught him on camera too, mm-hmm. lighting a piece of paper and sliding it into an official oh, mailbox. It it's it's so funny because some people that I know from from out of state. Um, have asked me like, oh, Arizona's, we know all Arizona is probably all fucked up over there. I'm like, nope. I I voted. It was counted the next day. My ballot came exactly when it was supposed to come <laughs> in the mail. Everything's been fine. But I think it's just places that have very high population density because you're going to get a couple of nuts in there and yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and believe that all Trump supporters are burning fucking well, ballot nobody, boxes. Nobody knows. Shit. Well, that's the thing. The one thing to um, caveat is to whether they're doing that or because you do that, you're also, you know, if there's Trumpers that voted by mail because not everybody's an idiot and is going to wait for election day yeah. because they want to give the president his, you know, that landslide victory on election day. It's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is that you know, some people were saying it could have been kids, which I believe, but the one in it's Boston, kids. but the one in Boston was a grown ass man, a, yeah. b- a black dude, which I was kind of like, whoa, somebody's that's that that's, job. Yeah. That's somebody, somebody has issues there, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm hearing First of all, it's Boston. Trump ain't winning in Boston. <laughs> I don't care how many ballot boxes you yeah. burn down. Well, my, my, my fear is like, you know, you're hearing in certain areas where people are just going to polling places to monitor with fucking weapons strapped to their side. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I it's like... surprised to um in Boston if he did it for a local reason. Because mm-hmm. there there's um they're voting for some dude um who's uh who's gonna take over like this other guy. I don't know. There's some shit going on over there politically. So who fucking knows? All Do I you, know is Don't you have a mer- uh, pot measure over there? There's always a pot measure, hmm. I think. I think so. I mean, we have. Oh, in Arizona or in yeah, Boston? Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, it's Arizona. Yeah, I voted yes for it. 
I checked it first though because like <laughs> my friend so I have a group of friends in Arizona. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Obviously. <laughs> um and four of them, for the lack of a better term, are potheads. <laughs> I call them potheads. They don't like it, but I call them potheads <laughs> because they smoke weed every day. That's a pothead. <laughs> if you smoke weed, I because I, I go, you're a pothead. It's fine. Like you're not a pothead just because you smoke weed every day. And I'm like, are you an alcoholic if you drink every day? And they go, <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. Don't I'll let you use your ketchup because you're baked. Don't use your confound logic on me. <laughs> right. So I looked. I read the measure because I go, okay, what is it going to benefit? Right. Right. And it's pretty much a copy of California's, which was a copy of Colorado's. Essentially. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, it's going to go to education. It's going to go to infrastructure. Fine. That's fine. People are going to smoke weed if they're going to smoke weed. I don't really give a shit. You know, as long as we know that, you know, you're not supposed to be doing it when you're driving, even though people do it anyway. But as long as they know there's a re- repercussion for it, then fine. Nothing will change. My life will <laughs> carry on <laughs> other than things being funded a little bit better, which is fine by me. So I voted yes on that. We had that one. We had one for an education bond like where you could sell bonds oh no that was a city measure um where the city could sell bonds and i was like okay (laughs) i said yes (laughs) like i don't fucking care um and then the other big one what's the other big one there was weed bonds oh um an educate a 3.5 percent education tax of everyone over who makes more than two hundred and fifty thousand a year i voted yes but it will not win yeah. So I know that. I know Arizona. I don't care how fucking blue things are leaning. It, this is a very like, it's still got that cowboy kind of thing to it here. Yeah. It's like, don't tax me <laughs> like all the time. So like, it's so funny because even I've heard like Democrats who are like, I want free health care. I want this, but I don't want my taxes to go up. I'm like, who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to pay for this? Is Mexico going to pay for that too? <laughs> you know, like, fucking Jesus. But I'd be perfectly fine. You tax me 3.5% if it's going to go straight to education. Yeah. And that's not even that much. No, but everybody expects to, um, you know, be a millionaire at some point so they don't want to be taxed. It's like, right. It's like you understand that quite a few liberal, you know, liberal uh, millionaires are like, go ahead, tax me more. You know, it's like, okay, so maybe I won't have to buy that 18th car. I can just go ahead and. You know, be happy with seventeen. It's thirty-five dollars of a thousand. Like, yeah, but nobody does the math. All they hear is a percent. Yeah, and nobody can do. American people can't do percentages. Well, I, I pulled the calculator up. I'm an American, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the uh, I voted yes on it because, you know, I think it's a good idea. I know it's not going to win, but you know, and then I voted for fucking <laughs> the homie Kelly. Yeah, fuck McSally, bro. <laughs> She's been looking like a fucking clown in the um in the debates, man. She's just an idiot. Like she's just with the talking points. And then Kelly's like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Um I always call him my homie Kelly. <laughs> my kids think it's funny. I'm more amped up about that than Trump. Um and then yeah, and then of course I voted for Biden. I I saw that there was a libertarian. I was like, who? Like I I hadn't heard a word about the libertarian dude running. Oh yeah, it's the same thing with my ballot. I was like looking at. It, I'm like, there's eight 
candidates running for president? Like, <laughs> and one of them was that fucking, I think he's an MMA guy or was a wrestler or something with running with Kanye as his vice president. We only had three on our ballot. We had Biden, Trump, and whoever the libertarian dude was. Mm. <laughs> Arizona will play that funny shit. No Kanye on my fucking ballot. I'll tell you that much. Oh, well, yeah, you heard that's his that's that's his next goal is to be the leader of the free world because God told him that his goal is to be the leader of the free world. Right. Yeah. And you always want to pick the guy who said God picked me. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> the only person <laughs> the only person I've ever liked who said that was Joan of Arc. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> and even she was loopy, just a badass though. Yeah. Oh man, um, I had some. Ex- I I was excited about something. So, I've always been a fan of this movie called Willow from back I in mean, the eighties. Fucking classic flick. I need to watch it again. I can't even remember it, dude. I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah, and uh, I liked it when I was a kid, and then you know I had it in VHS, and then had then. It came out on DVD, but I think I missed it. And then it came out on Blu-ray, and then it disappeared from Blu-ray. And uh, fortunately, under the mass of DVDs and Blu-rays my brother has, I didn't even know he had Willow and Blu-ray. And I was like, motherfucker, you've been hiding this shit the whole time? Um, so He's like, I knew this time would come. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I'd be like, oh, you're a safe I'm like, motherfucker, you've been, you been hiding this shit? You know, it's like, you been holding <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're bringing it. They're um, bringing back. They're going to do it as a, D- a Disney Plus series. I didn't even know Disney owned Willow. Well, this um, it's Lucasfilm actually. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. George, right. Yeah, George Lucas uh, um, produced that one. <laughs> In my household, it was called the movie with the midgets um, <laughs> because my grandfather, who grew up in. Um, you know, Boston <laughs> was not very <laughs> progressive with his language. <laughs> he was like, "You want to watch the movie with the midgets again?" All right, <laughs> movie with the midgets. <laughs> he could never remember Willow. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe it just maybe, maybe it just sounded so soft that he just couldn't. It sounds soft. He, Willow sounds like pillow. <laughs> it's like fuck out with that. I got to say Willow. I like, I'm gonna call it the movie with the midgets. That's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> and he liked it. He watched it. With me. <laughs> It doesn't mean he didn't like it. He just he thought the title was soft. He was watching it <laughs> out of random thought. I'm sorry. He was watching it with me because I've seen it like three times. I think I still don't remember it. And I was really young. I was like 11, and it was old by then. But we were watching the VHS, and he's reading the paper because for some reason he was like 90 percent of his life he was reading a newspaper. I'm like, the thing ain't that long. Like, I don't know what you're doing with that. He's reading the paper, and he he puts. He puts the paper down and he goes, I like this midget movie with all the magic and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, what? (laughs) And he goes, you know, the fucking midgets, you know, they're running around, they're doing fantasy shit. You know, it's like the Hobbit. You know, that Hobbit's got midgets in it. And and the movies weren't out at that time. Oh, are they? He goes, yeah, you read that. I'm like, yeah, I read it. And he goes, them Hobbits are small, man. They're little people. They have big ass feet, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and the sad thing is is now I talk that way <laughs> so it's like well, what are you going to do you know? <sighs> sorry I had a random nostalgic thought, thought they're, they're not called midgets they're called vertically challenged That's vertically what... <laughs> challenged. 
<laughs> You're called vertically capable, Steve. <laughs> 2020. 2020. What, yeah. what is the proper way of saying midget? I think, I think it's little person. <laughs> it's little person, right? For so. the Honestly, I didn't know midget was a bad word until I moved to Arizona. Oh, really? Because I, I said it because we had a, um, a little person <laughs> in my high school. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know we had a midget here. And then fucking people looked at me like, oh, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Did the same thing when I said retard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I knew not to call a, you know, a <laughs> mentally challenged person a retard. But I would use that word a lot. It gets used a lot where I'm from. So like, are you being a fucking retard? Yeah. Like you can't say that. It's the and same. Like, it's the same thing when you, you know, you call somebody a fag. Like, you yeah, know, it's, it's this, it's like Louis C.K. I had said a, that a lot too when yeah, I came, well, but you could say that here. Well, I, I said that a lot as a kid because it was the eighties yeah. and nineties, you know, it was just like, you know, but it, the funny thing is, it's just like, it, it's just that Louis C.K. bit. Like, you know, using that didn't necessarily mean we were, you know, it's like, it wasn't like necessarily homosexual. Bill you Burr know. had a bit about that too. It was like yeah. a round table with other comedians. Yeah, like and he got into an argument with a female comedian. Like Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, he, it's like we're not gay. It's just saying, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it just it's, kinda... it's I guess you know it's that whole it's the whole context. It's Im- implication. Like we yeah. you know saying that doesn't necessarily mean we're saying homosexual. It's just like you know it's calling it's it's just a a name that we're throwing out like nerd or you know, and uh, but like you know. Bit. Yeah, like bitch. But at the time, you know, we didn't call people bitches and we didn't call, you know, at least when I was in school, you know, you couldn't say fuck, you know, like, you know, in front of me. So he just resorted to something else with an F word, (laughs) with another F letter. You can do a lot of shit that they do now in school. I saw this one where they took, it was a a video, this was recent. They took dude's um, cell phone because he was using it in class and he tried to get it out of the teacher's desk. And she had to block him, and then she sh- he shoves her to the ground. And I'm like, someone get up and beat this kid's ass. Yeah. Like, are you for real right now? Oh, I know. I think about, like I, it was funny because like I, I'm writing a script from like 1985, and I'm reading and I'm writing like the teacher at the time, and I was like, you know, putting down what like some teachers, and I was like, man, you couldn't say that or do that shit now. Like it's like you can't even. Yeah, you get fucking caught up doing yeah. that silly shit. Like but, they wouldn't hit you, but they make your life a living fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> exactly. You know? But anyway, the guy that played Willow is coming back. He's gonna play his character. Um, so that should be yeah. that should be good. And Ron Howard, who directed Willow, is gonna come back as an executive producer. And is the, he like a hundred years old now? <laughs> the dude who played Will like fucking Jesus. Isn't that the same dude, dude who was, played the leprechaun in the leprechaun movies? Yeah. Well he was a yeah. he was a kid in nineteen eighty three. That's his crowning achievement, by the way. The fucking leprechaun. <laughs> the leprechaun. <laughs> That's right. I was, oh God, what was it? Was it? I think it was. Was it Crackle? Or I think it was Crackle. They're showing like almost all the Leprechaun movies. And the first one's not that bad. It's like a B horror movie from back in the day. Yeah, but it, the funny thing is, is in in this in that it took particular, a hard turn though. <laughs> but it, it's funny. But when you see the cover art for like all of those, the first one, all the other. All the other Leprechaun movies have, you know, the um, uh, Warwick Davis's, you know, Leprechaun image, but the first one has him and Jennifer Aniston because remember, right. Jennifer Aniston was in the first That's film. Right. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is Jennifer Aniston somebody else? I think the guy was somebody too. Was he? I don't know. I don't but know. the first, the first one was more of, of trying to scare you. Mm. 
but it was it was funny because le- it's a leprechaun, so he's gonna rhyme, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I've always told people the first leprechaun movie is a pretty accurate depiction of a leprechaun hmm. because you've from known how it's supposed to be because <laughs> you because you've known leprechauns, right? Not the cereal box <laughs> fucking leprechaun, <laughs> Lucky Charms. <laughs> They're magically delicious. <laughs> <laughs> fucking racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, no, that's gonna be cool. I, I definitely want to um, watch the movie again. I might check out that show too. Yeah, uh, that's that was they. Ron Howard's been kind of teasing about that for like the last few months. So everybody's like, "Don't play with my emotions. Like, <laughs> don't do this to me." I and, love Ron Howard too. And uh, they said that they're gonna that they're that they commissioned it. So I was like, "Oh yes." So the guy that's directing the pilot is the guy that directed Crazy Rich Asians and the show, and he's going to sh- serve as showrunner, and so is uh, Wendy Medelic, I think, and she was the showrunner for Arrow for uh, the last few seasons. So I was like, oh, okay, that's a that's pretty good. Crazy Rich Asians was a good good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that movie. That's, I like that movie. Yeah. And um, but one series one. The one service it will not appear on will be Quibi. <laughs> Steve is so proud of himself. <laughs> I was so right. I didn't think it would go down in six months. What did I even say when you made this proclamation? Uh, I think I just was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, you, about. you're just like, I don't even know what this is. So, yeah. like, <laughs> so I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Uh, I was there when history was made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I didn't think it was going to go down in six months. I gave it, I figured a year, maybe two on the outside, unless somebody bought it. But even then, if they bought it, they'd take the technology and run it into the ground. Buy it. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> it's a $2 billion experiment, they call it now. Um, cats I want to see that fucking Anna Kendrick be friends with a sex doll. Well, I think it's. That's on that. Yeah, it's on that, but I think you still have time. <laughs> Not paying uh, for that shit. Uh, I think they. I wonder if they. Oh, I'm sure not anymore. I'll be the one subscription that puts it over. <laughs> like, oh, we can stay in business. I'm like, I'm sorry, God, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to see Anna Kendrick friends with a sex doll. Um, it in uh, so yeah, so basically, if you don't know what Quibi is, you're a lot of you're like a lot of people. Uh, Quibi was basically I called it YouTube before. Uh, YouTube with the with the time caps. So if you remember back in the day, you know, think back like what is it about thirteen years ago when YouTube started? Five is when YouTube came out. I oh, think. was it fifteen years ago? Okay. Yeah. So when YouTube came out, you could only upload ten minutes worth of content, and if you wanted to do, and which was actually kind of cool because then you could, if you were to trying to do something original, you can do it in parts, and you know, yeah. Because now every YouTube video is like. 30 minutes long. Yeah. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but, and now the, the thing now is I use it as a time capsule because now you have, like I look for as it happens. So I see a lot of like the Kennedy session is just like three hours and like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, usually it's on the background. I'm not necessarily watching all of it, but, but in any case, uh, so that was Quibi was 10 minute intervals and you were telling a full story for a season. It was like if YouTube and, Vine had a baby. Pretty much, yeah. But one of the biggest problems that I think it had, and I had said this right from the outset, was... It wasn't free. No, not that. No. Is that it was only available on mobile devices. Oh, yeah, because they were trying to be like, this is the new... Because I remember they came up with that. They were like, well, everyone uses the internet on their phone anyway. And I'm like, I mean, a lot of people do. Right. But 
a lot of people also use their fucking computers. No. <laughs> right. And the, the, the thing was is that, and that was something that I had thought right off the bat. I go, I get the idea. The problem is, is that, yeah, people will use it, could use it on their phones. But again, it's a, they, they promoted it as a commuter kind of thing. Oh, you, you're going somewhere, you're waiting somewhere, you're going, doing, you know, you're in traffic or not in traffic, but you're like on the subway or something like that and you want to watch it. I get that. The problem is it launched six months ago. What also happened six months ago? Yeah. The pandemic. But even then, too, that's a, that's just a small, well, not a small, but that's just a percentage of people in America that aren't driving. Well, it's not only that. You also you had people that weren't driving. At, at, the, at the start of the pandemic, everything started shutting down, so people started cutting off frivolous shit. It's like, yeah. well, why should I get this when I can just get Netflix at home? Yeah, they're at you know. home, so why are you going to watch fucking Quibi? Yeah. Doesn't Quibi sound like one of those um, late 90s like PC talk voice assistant things they used to have, like the little <laughs> characters? To me, it just sounded like a, a defunct spinoff from Gumby. Like that's what it is. Like you know, it sounded like a failed TV kid TV right. show, like of the eighties and nineties. American treasure. <laughs> and Quibi spits in its name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know but, why I got so bad. Hey, somebody, that, I used to like Gumby when I was a kid. Okay, that sparked a little something there. Gumby, but uh, pokey. Yeah, Gumby pokey, poke pokey. Um, but the thing, but then the thing was is that just as they announced they're gonna they're shutting down, oh, they released it on Apple TV and some other some other services and I was like, well, that was a little too little too late because they also didn't have it on television. And you know, like Adam brought up computers, which is fine, but I was thinking television. That would have been a big thing because if you have people that, you know, just like, oh well, I'll watch it at home. You yeah. know, I watch it on my TV or on my computer or, you know, my Roku or whatever, and you don't have it, it's like, well, what's the point of it? Plus it was new. Nope. They really didn't promote it well. All the commercials that I saw for Quibi were just celebrities talking about something i wasn't exactly sure exactly what they were trying and then i see quibi i was like oh well that ad didn't help like well, market it that whole premise of like oh everyone's on the phone people do use their phones a lot but if they have access to anything else they'll do it right like if the, and that's why you have like you can beam or whatever the fuck they call it what you're on your phone to the tv Right. You know, because you want a bigger screen. So it's like if you can't get Quibi on your TV, then there's no point. Exactly. And, you uh, know, and, and also, I did see that too in the beginning. It's like a bunch of talking heads, but they were celebrities who were supposed to care. Right. Like, I don't, who cares? <laughs> yeah, because if you think about it, I mean, most of the stuff anybody really wants is, is stuff that's, you know, that they can cast. I mean, the only thing they, mi- they don't mind listening on their phone is YouTube or podcasts. So it's like, you know, I like when you're on the go, like I've watched an episode of Star Trek on my phone, you know what I mean? Because I'm in the car or I'm right. fucking bullshitting around, but it's, it's, if I'm at home, I'm not doing it out on my phone. Right. And then the thing too, is that, you know, watching a complete series on the go, you know, you can, yeah, that's a little taxing you know, after a while. You're not going to want to watch it. Yeah. Cause you might go ahead and watch it and just be like, okay, Oh, I'll, I'll watch you the rest of it at home. You know, you yeah. watch something on Netflix or CBS All Access or, or Hulu. You know, you watch it there. Like, oh, you know, actually, I might want to check this, pause it, and then pick it up when you get home and watch it's it on a bigger a screen when you're it relaxing. It was a bad idea. Yeah. So if anybody else has a $2 billion, $2 billion they want to just lose, let me know. Yeah. I, I got a few ideas. Let, we got a few ideas Invest over here. Invest in the lazy geeks. Invest in the lazy geeks. And uh, who knows? We may actually turn a profit. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah. I bet you we will too. <laughs> Probably. Uh all right. Well now it's time to jump into some news stories that may have slipped under your radar in the past week. So first up in the news scripting, we've got well, we've known for more than a year that Google Play Music's days were numbered. Its death had even been officially announced, but now it's for real real. Mm-hmm. According to Android Police, Google has just sunset the GPM app on Android and web, providing the knockout blow for what had been a rather short match. Yes, Google Play Music is dead. On the Android app now, you'll likely be greeted with a white splash page in which a Play Music logo that morphs into YouTube Music. Bold text tells you GPM is no longer available and explains that you can transfer your whole library to YouTube Music. Two buttons are provided below, one to kickstart the transfer process and the other to manage your data. The latter takes you to the GPM site where you can download and delete your full library, even delete your recommended history, your recommendation history. And once you're done, the app's widget should disappear by itself from your home screen if you had added it there. For for now, it doesn't seem to affect everyone, but it's slowly spreading to more and more users. Those of you who are wondering why, whether manually cha- uh, changing your phone's date would revert the fi- would revert the final <laughs> blow. Nope, doesn't work. Uh, uh, what are they playing? Fucking Arkham Asylum? Trying to get calendar banned? <laughs> I know. <Cubans>? Right? <laughs> Fuck out of here, dude. Uh, <laughs> so the only workaround that seems to bring the app back for those who lost it is uninstalling app updates, reverting to an older version of the GPM. Then you can turn off automatic updates for it in the App Store or in the Play Store. Then cross your fingers and hope Google doesn't for, um, doesn't force kill it in another way. Which they will. They'll, I mean, just let it go at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like stop, stop clinging to the past, like, man. I kind of get it though because Google's doing a Google thing where they're crushing something dope and replacing it with something shitty. Yeah, because <laughs> YouTube Music compared to Google Play is is garbage. Yeah. Well, it's got YouTube in the name, so that pretty much tells you. Yay. I, remember, <laughs> I haven't used it in a long time. But I remember I had it on like shuffle music and it would keep playing the music video version of songs. <laughs> so you would hear the skit. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, uh. oh my God. <laughs> uh, what Google didn't um, didn't think of as easy way to migrate your locally stored data to, on your phone. If you've downloaded music for offline listening, you can't do that anywhere within the app now and that data will take up space on your phone. So you'll either have to uninstall the app or if you have if your device doesn't allow you to do that, you need to tap and hold the app icon uh, in the drawer, go to app info and then select storage. There you should be able to clear the GPM's cache for and offline music. I mean, if you don't have Spotify, <laughs> like at this point, at this you know point, what I mean? Yeah, Spotify or um Apple Music. Apple I, music. I, I like Apple. Music. I like Apple. I I actually like Apple Music. I like Apple Music for personal stuff because I have a lot of music on iTunes, and Apple Music, you know, syncs it up so then you can play your music on the go. So I kind of like yeah. that. But uh, but yeah, either you got Spotify or Apple Music. It's like, what do you need Google Play Music for? And to be honest, I very rarely ever used it. I used it used to be my main one that I used, and I liked it. I liked Google Play Music. And then when they started doing this whole YouTube, I'm like, oh, Google's being Google. And I just got frustrated <laughs> with it. Ugh. Google. Ugh. Ugh. Google's being Google. <laughs> Google and Sony should 
fuck each other behind a dumpster because they do the same shit. I know. They're so bad at that shit. Oh, this isn't working. Okay, we're going to change it now. It's like, well, I spent all this money to get PlayStation Now and all my TV toasters and remote controls. Oh, well, nobody else did, so fuck off. Like, here's five ways to do the same thing. We're not going to tell you which one's going to (laughs) win. Right. It's like, what? And they all cost money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So while the appeal of Pixel phones and Google Fi um, service has a con- has a connection to freeing yourself from carrier phone contracts. Google's latest offer might pull some people back into the fold. According to Engadget, Google is willing to sell you a Pixel 4a, their $350 phone, for just under $15 per month without any other add-ons. If you join the subscription program, then the $15 per month includes device protection and the option to upgrade to a new device after two years. At the end of the two-year years, you own your Pixel 4a and can get a new Pixel device while continuing to stay in the program or just keep using your existing phone and only pay for device protection. The phone insurance is priced at $6 a month and you can opt out of it. That would let you pay $9 per month for the two years, adding up to just $216 to own a phone that sells for $350. The only risk there is that if your phone gets damaged or lost, you're you'd still be on the hook for the subscription payments no matter what. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Google doing an Obama phone, basically, <laughs> like you can you can pay fifteen bucks a month. I think that that's pretty fucking cheap. Yeah. Um, and the Pixel phones. If I ever got an Android phone again, it would be a Pixel. Yeah, I thought that too. That if I had come back, I'm done with Samsung. Samsung came. Samsung ruined Android for me. Yeah. And I would probably go with a Pixel. Yeah. At least there, at least with the Google phones, at least you know you'll get the latest updates first. Or a Huawei just to piss everybody off. <laughs> a Huawei. Yeah. You know, with a Huawei. With a Huawei. With a Huawei. I like calling it that way. <laughs> with a Huawei, you have a built-in um, billions of friends that can listen to you at the same exactly. time. Exactly. And then, you you know, if you're one of those that like, oh, well, I go on Instagram or I go on uh, TikTok because I feel, you know, nobody's listening to me. Hey, get a, get a, get a Huawei phone. And then, you know, yeah. everybody will, you, you'll, you'll have a whole country listening to you. You're, you're a signed <laughs> um, government official from the Chinese Republic. <laughs> we'll be more than happy to share in your experiences. It'd be like those, uh, those memes that you hear when, or you see when you talk about like um, you make it where they make a comment to the FBI and the FBI goes, don't, don't ask about that. <laughs> when they honestly, I honestly feel bad for that company because I don't really think they had anything to do with spying on anybody. And they just became the sacrificial lamb. Well, they became the sacrificial lamb because Trump made it the sacrificial lamb. It's the right. same thing with WeChat they, and TikTok and all that. It was the first Chinese company he remembered. <laughs> so he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was them. <laughs> and I bet it was I bet it wasn't even Huawei at first. He was like, um, what's Sony. the what's the company, the company that but the phone? Uh, what's the what's, what's the name of the phone that you have? Uh, Huawei. Yeah, that's the one. The Huawei. We need to start. You know, he, he was no, he was so out of touch. He tried to blame Sega. He was like, Sega <laughs> is spying on us all. <laughs> Sega. Like, what the fuck? Sega? How dare you? You know, you know, it's the Sprint Sidekick. Those phones have been listening to <laughs> us the entire Sidekick. <laughs> Bro, if I saw a Sidekick in the store right now, I'd buy it. That phone was so dope, dude. <laughs> 
love those. I couldn't afford it when it was out. And I used to see the sidekick kicks and they just sit there flipping the screen. And you're just like, fucking bitches. You the fuck out my face. I know. You felt so envious of them. Playing Snake on my Nokia. <laughs> fucking bitches. Somebody said, thank God we had the pandemic in 2020 because otherwise I'd be playing Snake in this bitch. <laughs> I don't think we'd ne- no one would quarantine. <laughs> fucking so bored. Oh, man. So you may have heard that the Peanuts holiday specials are currently available on Apple TV Plus for free. This includes It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and a Charlie Brown Christmas. But there's, there is a viewing window. Uh, the Halloween special, it's, great, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, is currently available on Apple TV Plus for, now for subscribers. For non-subscribers, it'll be available for free from October 30th to November 1st. Uh, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving will be available on November 18th and watchable for free from November 25th through the 27th. This is the first, uh, this is the first, that's the first special that introduces Woodstock and Peppermint Patty and another favorite to watch just before the holiday. And my personal favorite, A Charlie Brown Christmas, it'll be out on December 4th and can be watched for free from December 11th through the 13th. That one is a bit of an oddball. The free window cuts off before the actual holiday, unlike the previous two peanut holiday specials. Now, for those of you that watched it on ABC every year, we have some bad news for you. There will be no network airing of the specials for the first time in decades. So you can either download the Apple TV Plus app or if you have um, if or and if you have the device to access it or you can hit up Target and grab uh, the small box set on DVD or Blu-ray. It's um, you can't even buy it digitally anywhere. Yeah, like whoever controls the char the Charlie Brown stuff is really weird. Yeah, they they. I mean, it's funny because um, I had the DVD three pack of those specials, and then I think a year or two ago, um, I got the Blu-ray, and I think later on my brother got the Blu-ray and the and the Peanuts movie, um, but like I went on target's website and like i could only see the dvd they didn't even have the blu-ray box mm-hmm. i was just like uh, i was like, kind of like mm, where you? it's like these things are going to be harder to find so um it'll be it'll be interesting and i and i know there's already people complaining about it and i'm like and i was like on well i mean if you watch it every year you probably should already own it <laughs> it's really kind of the thing you know like I didn't own it because it played on tv every fucking year nah, so i was just like whatever because no one no one ever wants to watch those until it's the holiday. Right. So um, but yeah. I'm sitting there like won't be airing on ABC and I have Apple TV plus I and mean, whatever. But I was just like, it's just annoying. Like I'm yeah. not used to it anymore. Like it's only going to be available between the, and I'm like, I get it. It's the Halloween one. So it's only available around Halloween. But can I just watch it whenever the fuck I want? Well, you can like everything else. Well, you know, you have Apple TV plus, you know, subscriber, so you can get it now. So you can watch it now. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's it's it's funny too. I just recently found that out though. I thought <laughs> I thought it, I I didn't even know about the Apple TV thing. Yeah, yeah because they also announced uh, a new season of the Snoopy in Space, the one that he's doing with NASA. But they also acquired a lot of the other Peanuts shows, so they made this pretty exclusive deal. And I know the Schultz estate is pretty particular on who gets their shit. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so it's actually pretty interesting. I, um, it's just weird to me. Like, why do they lock it up so much? Well, 
I don't know. I mean, it could be just the fact that, you know, how some people get like, oh, we've got this and they just, you know, rape it for whatever it's worth or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. I think they I think they just probably say like, well, we you know, it's only for this time. So we leave it for this time. I I really don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's anti-capitalism, really. That's right. (laughs) Tired of this communist bullshit. (laughs) It's America, goddammit. The real red scare this year. I'm sick. (laughs) It's not the pandemic. It's not China. It's not. uh, It's not Russia. It's why is the Schultz estate blocking up the peanuts? For some reason, I've been saying that a lot. Like it just stuck in my head where you go, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America." (laughs) Like I know it's an old thing, but it checks out, and I've been saying it a lot. It's like that meme that I sent you where it's like, please don't put your hook, dead hookers in our motels. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was sorry. America. <laughs> where the fuck else am I supposed to put them? <laughs> we joked around about that um, a little too long, to be honest. Um, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> so I put this one in. I thought, I thought about Steve because Steve fucking loved Pluto so much. Um, Redbox is free live TV has arrived on consoles for the first time with an app for Xbox One systems. According to Engadget, you can sign in on the new ad-based service. Is oh, Hold on, I'll read this first. Redbox is expanding the channel selection too. It's still focused on specialty stations, but you now have access to Vivo Music Videos, Bob Ross's The Joy of Painting, which I watch on fucking Pluto, dude. <laughs> I love that shit. And movies um, from the Sam Goldwyn channel. Uh, there are over 75 channels in total. The app is already available on Android, Apple TV, iOS, Chrome, Chromecast, and smart TV platforms from Google, LG, and Vizio. That's still not ubiquitous. Uh, PlayStation owners clearly aren't included. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but it's a big step forward for the fledging service. So isn't it funny how we had everybody's like, I hate TV. It's ridiculous. You get all these channels you don't want to watch. I want it piecemeal. All right, fine. So everybody gets it piecemeal, realize that it's stupid. <laughs> and like, oh, I don't like it like this. It's too expensive. And now we're getting fucking free TV again. <laughs> it's just streaming. And I'm like, what the fuck? Pluto had me thinking about that. Because it's like, oh, this Pluto service is so fucking cool. And I'm like, it's fucking television. Right. It's all it is. There's less commercials, though. I will say that. Yeah, there are definitely less, like maybe one or two commercials. Actually, you know who's good with that too? Peacock. I heard Peacock was pretty good. They kind of all are. Like Hulu never really bothered me. You have to yeah. watch two or three commercials. It's just the same commercials over and over again. Yeah, but that 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 annoy. Um, who you know who else is bad with that? Um, CW the CW stream when you're watching like uh like Arrow or something like that. It's ad based, but it's the same commercials. And when you get an annoying Apple commercial, that commercial will play over and There's over. There's no such thing over. as an annoying Apple commercial, Steve. <laughs> oh, yes. <there> Stop is. <laughs> it. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> Apple's an American treasure. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> this is America. I can't even think. No, I checked it out yesterday. I downloaded it to the Xbox and I was checking it out. And to be honest, it's got. And I, I kind of wrote a, a quick little summary on this article that Adam posted. I was posting on the website Monday or today, whichever today when you're listening to this, or Monday when you're not. Uh, <laughs> um, it's uh, it the the channels. There's some channels like the Bob Ross channel because they added that to Pluto, um, and uh, 
the Vivo music channels, they have quite a few different ones on Pluto already. Um, and uh, I was looking at it, and there's a lot that's from this Comcast's version, which is called uh, Zumo. And it used to be a niche channel, then Comcast bought it, and they just kind of started throwing everything Comcast on there. It's not as good. It's it's a little clunky, which kind of reminds me of the interface for uh, Redbox, uh, Redbox Free TV. Yeah. The only cool thing that I like is that you can actually go to their on-demand and rent movies and stream on there. Um, they have like the Orville and a lot of the recent movies, so that makes it a little more pleasing. You're like, oh, I can do that. But again, on Pluto, every movie that they show like in their movies section is available for uh, watch on demand, free with yeah. ads. And Pluto's interface is fucking dope. Like, it's clean, yeah. I don't like. I don't even like Netflix's interface is lame. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't like the big boxes. Like everything's big. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need to see billboards, guys. Just <laughs> show me the fucking list of movies. But um, I I have to say something real quick about the Bob Ross channel. So my my daughter, my not oldest but second to oldest daughter, um, is an artist. You know, she likes to paint and draw and stuff. And she found the Bob Ross channel. She was watching it a lot, and she's learned a lot of techniques from Mr. Ross. And she's like, "This is so cool. I love Bob Ross. It's so great." And I'm like, "Yeah, Bob Ross is dope." And then one day she's like, "It'd be cool to meet him." And like, see, and I'm like. Baby, Bob Ross is dead. This is an <laughs> this is an old show. Yeah. And I literally saw her heart break. Oh. And I was like, I'm. You're that I'm guy. Sorry. You're that guy. No, I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that told her the fucking truth. <laughs> and it, fucking um, she goes, I didn't realize it was an old show. I thought it was just like a, like a cheap show. That's why it looked fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, No, this is. An, I watched this when I was a kid, and I think it was old then. <laughs> and it's like. I, I wish I could meet him. Well, actually, honey, um, you wouldn't be able to <laughs> no, meet him. No, fuck you. I'm not going to lie to my kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, honey, we'll you, get meet him actually, next week. Actually, technically, you can't meet him because he has passed on into the other life. So, um, oh, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how did he die? I'm kill, like, I don't you, know. kill her dreams. God, dude. It's just like. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. What? What'd you tell her next? The female orgasm is fake? <laughs> There's no such thing as a female orgasm. <laughs> I'll let her mother handle that, but I just... but you're not wrong. <laughs> it's all bullshit. Fucking QAnon propaganda. <laughs> no, but yeah, I I felt so bad because I was like, oh, but I I'm so so because it's like he died so long ago that I was like, oh, he's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like someone who just recently passed away. <laughs> you know. It's almost like you can't do spoilers on a movie that's over 10 years old. Like, it's kind of like that kind of shit. Like, I'm like, what are you going to do? You know? I can't believe you ruined Casablanca for me. The movie's been out for like 60 years. I think it's we been... Talked about, we talked, yeah, right. We talked about it um, the next day, and she was trying to dog me out. And she's like, how am I supposed to know? I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of this. You guys all have smartphones. Fuck you. Like, you, they you all should have, know. They all have Google on it. Like, yeah, just... Look up Bob Ron and see. Actually, you know what? Watch. Bob, it's not even a hard fucking name. Bob Ross. I want to see when he died because I forget. Why does auto auto correct fucking ninety five? Why does auto correct keep saying Bob Bro? Like <laughs> it just said if you type in the homie, Bob Ross comes up. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> True story. <laughs> I used to love that show when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. It I was such what? a... It, it was a weird show where little kids would watch it. Like, because it was just calming. Yeah, I, I used to watch it when I was a kid. That's why when I started, I was like, I think, was, I think it was Dude's voice, too. He was yeah. just really chill. I, I remember I remember watching it when I was a kid. And, you know, so we're going back even probably when the show was, I think the show was still on reruns when I was watching it. Yeah. But I was, I remember like. The 70s show, isn't it? I think it might have been, yeah. But the funny thing is, is that seeing it making, like, come back, like, people go, oh, yeah, I'm watching Bob Ross. I was like, dude, that thing is like. 30 years old like 40 fucking years old like, this, i was bro. like oh geez all right and it used to it used to blow my fucking mind just oh the show went oh no that's the, when his wife died um <laughs> the show went um his wife died too fuck <laughs> she died two years before he did hmm. um it used to amaze me when i was a kid how what he did with the canvas like where yeah. it was nothing and then all of a sudden like he would do a bunch of random shit and then all of a sudden it was a picture like what, it was just amazing that's what I, I loved when they when deadpool you know did those for the trailer for the movie yeah. like <laughs> this looks like just a giant mountain of cocaine like he just bob wanted has an official website he has a number 1-800-BOB-ROSS bro jesus that's fucking great <laughs> take a class yeah. mr ross ain't teaching it yeah exactly or maybe it's done like they fucking did with tupac you know a hologram <laughs> oh my god it's a bob ross t-shirt where it's Bob Ross smiling and he's got, but he's got aviator shades on nice. and fucking um, headphones around his neck. <laughs> I'd rock the fuck out of that, dude. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break for Adam to fawn over Bob Ross a little bit more. And, you know, <laughs> so uh, we'll go ahead and see you on the other side. All right, welcome back. So you said on the other side after we had just talked about Bob Ross, bro. Oh, too that's soon. That's cold blooded. Too soon. That's, it is always, <laughs> obviously, is broken. Sorry. Uh, all right. So let's let's keep going on this bad news train. Um, so Minecraft players have been able to play without a Microsoft account for the past six years. That's as long as the company has owned the game. And unfortunately, that will change in 2021. The official Minecraft blog announced the other day, The Verge is reporting, players who own the original game, uh, or the original version of the game, and do not switch to a Microsoft account will be unable to play. The game has existed in two separate development versions since its 2011 launch on consoles. Previously, the original Minecraft Java Edition used Mahjong, Mahjong accounts and Minecraft Bedrock Edition. Mahjong account. <laughs> it's only playable in China. The only original exactly. Java. Along with your Huawei phone. <laughs> <laughs> Huawei. Your Huawei phone. And Minecraft Bedrock Edition, the name of the for the console and Windows Store version of the game use Microsoft accounts. After this change, the accounts will be the same, but there is still no cross-play. So you still won't be able to play with friends using the other version of the game. It's because they run on different code. Yeah. But still. Um, <laughs> but still nothing. You can't do it. Yeah, but if you're going to... Completely you're gonna, different games. But if you're going to force them all to go into Microsoft accounts, you know, then, you know... It's like, fuck I mean, I, I'm Microsoft probably prefer they all play the fucking Bedrock Edition because yeah. the Bedrock Edition actually runs better because Java is junk. <laughs> yeah, which but um, the Java version is still alive because that's where all the mods are. Yeah, 
and you don't have to pay for everything because the Microsoft version, they're pretty generous. It's not that bad, but it's you, it's owned by a company. You know, it's not free. <laughs> so Mojang Huawei uh, says, play, <laughs> says players migrating from Mojang accounts will not lose any information. Also, the new accounts will offer two-factor authentication and other safety features, previously available in the Bedrock Edition. This includes parental controls and the ability to do block chats and invitations, a concern for younger players on the multiplayer servers. Players will be emailed in batches in the coming months about on how to migrate. Later, we will, um, later we'll receive an additional notification on their profile page um, when they'll able to create a new account. Now, in the support articles addressing the change, here's where it becomes murky. Mojang is clear that your username won't be affected in game, but if your game is taken or doesn't meet Microsoft standards, you might have to choose a different one. And there may be one, there may not be as many available to pick. Remember, the console players have had eight years to snap them up. Mojang says that it is easier to use Microsoft accounts to offer these new features rather than create them from scratch. Players have requested two-factor authentication for as long as the game has offered a place to buy and sell content. Protecting your virtual objects from theft, uh, from th theft seems like an important enough reason to prompt a change. While it's not as incendiary as Facebook's decision to require Facebook accounts to use the Oculus headsets, Minecraft is still one of the biggest games in the world. Now many players will have to take action if they want to still play. There's two things I'm going to say. One, this was has been a long time coming. Yeah. I'm surprised um, it didn't happen sooner. Yeah. And two, I don't really think this is that big of a deal. I know people will think it's a big deal, <laughs> but who doesn't have a fucking Microsoft account? What, a Mac user? Like, <laughs> just fucking sign up for one. Not a big deal. You know, I think. Yeah, personally. but if you've had a username for eight years, you know. The username thing, yeah, can kind of suck, but you know, you and all, you know what also is bullshit. What? Changelings aren't real. The Dominion War didn't happen. Fucking <laughs> one three five nine with an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I read about this, and when I first read your headline, I was like, "Um, this is will require a Microsoft account for the first time." Like. Well, they required them for the bedrock. Then I read the article. Like, oh, see? That's why we don't just go off of headlines, yeah. you know? Um, That's why Twitter's making you quote the thing before you... <laughs> right. My uh, my whole... We stopped playing Java Edition a long time ago just because I, I bought Minecraft once and now all the accounts that are under my family, which <laughs> is all my kids, can play Minecraft. So I don't have to buy it a million times. Right. <laughs> and... Um, the modding thing, like I like mods. I think it's fun, and I used to pop, pop up Java once in a while and play mod. But it becomes, and I did the same thing with Skyrim, where I'm just fucking with mods all. The, I'm not even playing the game, yeah, because that's fun. Like I'm fucking like, what can I get it to do now? Kind of shit. But then you get bored of that, and then you don't do it anymore. So, so you know. <laughs> anyway, moving along. As soon as I find my place. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Earlier this week, the Osiris Rex, which is the dopest fucking name for a spacecraft. 
um, spacecraft, reached out and took a small bite from the asteroid Binu. Uh, now the team behind the spacecraft reports um, they may have been a little too successful. Their goal has to was to grab at least 60 grams of its surface material, and that appears um, to have been accomplished, and then some. According to Engadget, the, down, the downside right now is that after looking at the images, some particles appear to be escaping the collection device called the Touch-and-Go Sample Acquisition Mechanism, TAG-SAM. Sometimes NASA shit sounds like something I would buy in Fallout. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Um, it's possible that larger rocks have been uh, have kept a mylar flap wedge open, letting smaller pieces fly out. NASA Associ- Associate Administrator Thomas Zerbuchin said in a statement that although we have we may have to move more quickly to stow the sample, it's not a bad problem to have. We are so excited to see that what appears to be an abundant sample that will inspire scientists for decades beyond this historical moment. Uh, Dante Loretta leads the science team and said um, the loss of mass um, is a concern concern to me, so I'm strongly encouraging the team to stow their precious samples as quickly as possible. It's funny how the two of them have completely different outlooks on the same exact thing. <laughs> um, based on the data, they believe the the head has much more than two ounces of regolith, um, and they've adjusted their plans in order to stow it away as quickly as possible. A planned measurement that wouldn't would have spun the sample arm to help determine the mass of the sample has been canceled, as well as a breaking burn for craft. Now, I know when I talk about spacecrafts and probes, it's not the most exciting thing on the planet. There's two reasons why I put this story here. One, um, University of Arizona is actually headlining this one. So a little hometown fucking hero shit. And two, because it's my podcast, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I find this shit interesting. <laughs> the thing the thing is um, like the size of a bus. And it went to this like pebble of an asteroid. It's just a fucking... It's mind-boggling, the math that had to calculate that and get that done perfectly. It's beautiful. It's a symphony of fucking science, okay? And if you don't appreciate that, you're a fucking idiot. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought it was pretty dope. No, I saw Um, saw the the footage where where it it slammed into the... uh into the asteroid and then it was like that was kind of like it looked like a fucking curb checked it dude <laughs> it like, and then uh i don't think so motherfucker it's it's kind of funny because i didn't realize that no one knew about this probe because in arizona they keep talking about because the university of arizona did it so that it's all it's always on the news like oh cyrus rex cyrus rex over there oh, cyrus rex. i was like oh shit 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 oh, cyrus rex <laughs> and i try to i try to follow all the probes and shit like that but sometimes sometimes nasa got a lot of shit going on but um yeah that's it it, it got its sample <laughs> so. yeah they I, I was reading that they said that they're um yeah they're trying to prevent the so like they that it it, it makes sense that they're losing a little bit of mass because the way it hit, it didn't look like it was just like, 
Oh, we're going to scoop it, it up a little. It very scientific. Yeah, it just kind of looked like, well, let's just ram it in there and see what happens. It's like, what are we drilling for, oil? Like, I don't know. That happens at University of Phoenix a lot, just ramming it in and seeing what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. ASU's the slut school. Um, but the the um the sample so it's i forget when i think it's like a year from now but it's going to spin back around when it gets close to earth it's going to eject the capsule the sample capsule <laughs> yeah, <it will. laughs> yeah and it's going to land in the utah desert i'm like why don't you just land in the ocean i'm like oh yeah because it will you know sink <laughs> yeah i know right? <laughs> so i guess that makes sense and, know, and, and knowing nasa too. and knowing nasa's lo- luck it'll it'll hit right where the marianas trench is <laughs> right, right. Like, listen it's here <laughs> but it might as well be on the other side of the planet it's so damn deep in this ocean so <laughs> which you know. reminds me of my girlfriend from uh like uh junior high <laughs> that would be hilarious <laughs> Uh, I need a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I mean, even masturbating is resorted to crying at the end. <laughs> I just use it for lube, bro. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, keeping on this scientist trip and uh, kind of the basis of the title of this podcast, some scientists believe that there's a 50-50 chance we are living in a simulation. And now we have to wonder if The Matrix is looking more like a documentary than a science fiction movie. IGN is reporting from a report from Popular Mechanics via Scientific American. Some scientists believe that the odds that life as we know it is a simulation could be as simple as a coin toss. There's a 50-50 coin toss approximation comes from the Scientific American cited odds of 50.22222 to 49.77778 when determining whether or not life is a simulation. Well, it kind of goes back to uh, the Row, Row, Row Your Boat song, huh? <laughs> uh, You're an idiot. <laughs> why? <laughs> life is but a dream. <laughs> uh, this is, you know what's funny, though, is this is those concepts that can never be proven or disproved. It's like right. God. Yeah. And God's a 50-50 coin toss right. because you can never prove it or disprove <laughs> it. So Scientific American and subsequently popular mechanics cited philosopher Nick Bostrom's 2003 paper, Are We Living in a Computer Simulation? Uh, to explain where Gotta odds... buried the lead on that one. Yeah, right? I know, right? Uh, where odds like that come from. I argue that at least one of the following propositions is true, Bostrom said in his paper. One, the human species is very likely to become extinct before reaching post-human stage. Or two, any post-human civilization is extremely unlikely to run for a significant number of simulations of its evolutionary history or variations thereof. Three, we are almost certainly living in a computer simulation if the fall... if it follows that the belief that there is a significant chance that we that we shall one day become post-human who run ancestor simulations as false unless we are currently living in a simulation. <laughs> so basically, one <laughs> we could be dude. we could be living in a simulation if we become post-human. How uh, or no, we we're not post-human. We're currently living in a simulation. If we become post-human then we're not living in a simulation or we've become post-human and are running a simulation about our, our life 
is uh, yeah it's just like wait i'm a headache <laughs> it's like wait am i listening to tech trek um trek jargon again right uh how many tachyons are required <laughs> i know it's like like i understand oh wait it says saying. here chronomestic particles yeah <laughs> Uh, Bostrom simulation theory focuses on computing power, much like the Matrix and its sequels did when discussing the idea of humankind simulation. It might be hard to believe there exists a, a computer powerful enough to stimulate our entire existence, but I played The Sims. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what how we're rendering these kind of graphics. That's what I want to know. That's, I mean, they're not that great. <laughs> I take my glasses off and fucking potato settings. Is, is Nvidia behind the uh, graphics card that's running the simulation? Because yeah, <laughs> and what processor are we using? You update the drivers, please. <laughs> you know, that explains why I hear this don't come up. It's Windows. It's the Windows. <laughs> the graphics settings in Arizona are fucking poor because everything's brown. So. <laughs> well, they have to. They have to. You know, scale down in certain areas. And yeah. scale up. That's why California has more colors and fire. For rendering distance, really, because <laughs> I can see really far. Uh, but if a computer computer did exist, we would be we would never be able to recognize it to be to begin with, as we'd be inside of it, or rather, a part of its simulation. It's more of a philosophical quandary. Like right. it, it's 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 a very advanced form of. If a tree fell in the woods and there's no one around here, it would, doesn't make a sound. Right. Because it's like if if you could, if it was possible to make a simulation of human existence, there is no possible way you would know if you were in a simulation. Right. It's like if I came and you did, and does it really matter? It's that right. kind of yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> Brostum's theory of simulation see, sees the odds at nearly fifty-fifty, and Columbia University astronomer David Kipping used Brostrom's theory as a guide for arriving at his own odds. Kipping's theory dictates that simulation cannot spawn their own additional simulations. That is, that is because as simulations spawn more simulations, the computer resources available will, um, to each subsequent generation dwindles to the point where the, the vast majority of realities will be those that do not have the computing power necessary to stimulate offspring real offspring realities that are yeah, that capable of hosting conscious beings. Not thinking fourth dimensional. <laughs> exactly. I've actually we we. That's like I've when you have Firefox and you have like eighteen windows open. Eventually, yeah. the the sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth window aren't gonna, are are lagging so far. I've talked to some homies about this theory about the simulation theory, and one of them said that, and I told him I go, yeah, I don't think it's a fucking. I don't think Asus made the simulation computer <laughs> <laughs> like it would be something different, like a quantum computer or something like that. So as popular Canix points out, think of a Russian nesting doll. Each subsequent doll after the first one must fit into the doll that it came before it. As a result, each doll grows smaller and smaller in size and scale to go deeper into the nest of the dolls. Basically, we're either in a simulation or we are not in a simulation. If, if humankind never creates its own simulation using conscious beings, then the odds of us living in a simulation tip further towards yes, because we are in a simulation. Then we are likely wouldn't be able to create one. And if humankind ever does create a simulation of its own using conscious beings, then Kipping and Brostrom's theory about computing power are closer to being proven wrong and the odds of us living in a simulation shift more towards no. So basically, we're the shit. Like, right. We can do it. <laughs> so, but if it doesn't happen, it's because something's stopping us. The, right. the biggest issue. Basically, with... it's it's the kind of the it's that question like in 
you know, thousands of years in the future when this happens. You think somebody's going to pull up Kipina Brostrom's thing and go, we, he was wrong or he was right. right, you know? The issue with the, and my biggest issue is the the nesting doll because that always comes up when you talk about this. It, the nesting doll analogy works when you're thinking about how current computer technology works. When we're talking about a fucking simulation that can simulate the actual human existence on a functioning in a functioning galaxy. I'll even just stub it down to galaxy. But you mean even you, you, you're talking about a computer we haven't even fucking fathomed yet. Right, but even then, even with that, you gotta remember that there would have to be limits. No. There's no limit to the human imagination, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course there would be limits. But we we would have no way of knowing what the limit was. Yeah, but so using using technology that people would know, I mean you know, if you figure like, oh, well, we have the best computers that we have now, you know, you run, you, you know, you run too many Adobe programs at one time. That's going to fucking crash a computer sure. no matter how bad, you know, no matter how sophisticated he is. I so the main point is at the end of the day, if we're in a simulation <laughs> or we're not, hey, fuck all you can do about it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, to, I, to put a finer point on it, it, to whether we are or aren't living in a simulation, by the time anybody finds out we're all long gone dust dust. So yeah. who's going to give a shit at that point? No one. Exactly. My question is, if we are part of a simulation, who is playing this incredibly boring video game? <laughs> but if we are living in a simulation, that explains 2020 and somebody better fucking patch that glitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just start screaming in the sky. Hey, can you look over the code? <laughs> yeah. Can you, you, fucking around? Can you uh, update the drivers here? Because uh, we're kind of getting fucked up over here. <laughs> But then you think about it. This is something I brought up when we were talking about the simulation thing. I was like, honestly, this theory is very old. They go, no, it's not. It's recent. I'm like, no, think about Christianity. Oh, yeah. God created the universe. Mm -hmm. He set up all the rules. I mean, it's the same fucking thing. You know. We're still running on that um, Windows NT server. <laughs> we're running on that Windows fucking Moses, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and T server. We on the Windows B server? <laughs> oh shit. shit. <laughs> anyway. We haven't oh man, can you imagine how life is gonna be once they upgrade to the XP server? Oh my god. You're gonna update to the Vista server and fuck it oh, all yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Dude. And then see it happens in cycles. We could... <laughs> nah. If it's a server, we're running off of Linux. Surely. Because <laughs> there haven't been any reboots except for that one with the flood. <laughs> but right. other than that. And the Ice Age. Maybe, maybe that's... Well, no. The Ice Age was was part of an um, antivirus. <laughs> you know what an Ice Age, the Ice Age was? Is they updated the the CPU cooler to a liquid cooling, <laughs> and he cranked it up. He was doing a nitrogen thing, and, you know, it's too cold. Yeah, see, the, anyway. <laughs> the, the, great, the great flood happened after they decided to move from a Windows server to a Linux server. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um... <laughs> Didn't know what to say. Uh, Facebook's <laughs> Facebook and Twitter's CEO CEOs, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, best of friends, the bros, yeah, have volunteered have <laughs> have voluntarily agreed to attend a Senate Judiciary Committee. I mean, fucking Zuckerberg, he got an office over there. Hmm. Keep calling him up there. A hearing on November seventeenth engages reporting. According to the committee's announcement, the social media heads will be there to testify on their platforms. I like how that's in quotes. Their <laughs> platforms, <laughs> censorship, and um, 
suppression of New York New York Post articles. Um, the announcement comes a day after Republican senators voted to subpoena the executives so they can respond to censorship accusations. Uh, there's a lot of talk about this, um, not from QAnon and super Trump support, but just the re- Republican arm of Twitter. Like they were saying that big, big tech is like censoring things, which they've been doing that for fucking years. I don't know why people were shocked. Um, in mid-October, the social media platforms took action to limit the spread of a New York po- New York Post story that claimed to have obtained unflattering emails from the laptop of Joe Biden's son. The publication provided little evidence for the claims and made in the article, much like everything else in the news these days. And at least one expert pointed out all the red flags that put the email's authenticity into question. Facebook said at the time that it was reducing the story's distribution until it had been reviewed by the company's fact-checking partners, a spokesperson explained that it's, quote, part of the company's standard process to reduce the spread of misinformation, end quote. Meanwhile, Twitter completely blocked the story's URL from being shared via tweets and direct messages citing its its existing policies around hacked materials. The steps um, the platforms took reignited accusations that they have an anti-conservative political bias. As a result of the backlash, Twitter had to update its hacked material materials policy and had unblocked the New York Post link. In addition to discussing the company's response to the Post story, um, by the way, just in case, just for people who, who aren't aware, the New York Post and the New York Times are nowhere near similar <laughs> or in the same. The New York Post is a trash bag. Right. Pretty much. I mean, it's it's like the low rent newspaper when you can't afford the times and you really need to read something. <laughs> grab the post. Um, but it's very right. It's very right leaning. Um, and it, it puts things in there that aren't very fact checked. But, you know, I digress. The committee will also take the chance to review their handling of the 2020 election since the hearing is happening a couple of weeks after Election Day. Before the executives face the Senate to test to testify about uh, news suppression, um, though they first have to attend a hearing about uh, Section 230 protections on October 28th. So my biggest thing with this is that they're not censoring anything. They're just they're trying to stop the spread of misinformation. And the problem is, is that no one gives a fuck if it's accurate. The The conservatives are complaining and saying it's anti-conservative because it's in their favor. They don't care if it's true. Right. You know, they're just like, oh. They just want to win. That's what it comes right. down to. It, and both sides are like that now. And it's it's old. Like, nobody fact checks anything themselves. Like, back in the day, you could say whatever the fuck you want and everyone else would go, yeah, I looked into that. That was dumb. You know, nobody does that anymore. So... I personally think you should let everything go on there. Confuse everybody. <laughs> Fuck it. it. There's no point. You're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But at the end of the day, and I, I've always held firm on this, the end of the day, I never understand why people demand anything from a private company that you don't pay for. Particularly when they use the censoring or freedom of speech. Because let's be honest about one thing. Conservative media always likes to say that they're being... Um, 
they're being stymied. Their voice is being cut off. Oh, we can't say anything we want on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook because we can't, uh, you know, because they're afraid of our speech. When you're spreading misinformation, uh, questionable information, no, it's called being a little bit responsible. The thing is, is that you'll always hear, oh, um, we're trying to get our voices out there. We're trying to get our voices out there. You have The Blaze. You have um, One American News Network. You have Fox News. If you look on any top 200 chart of podcasts, a, a large amount of them are conservative media. Yeah. So it's like, no, they're not. They just want to be able to say, hey, throw everything out there to see what sticks. And then at the same time, if it turns around and, you know, uh, it's a PR thing. It's it, not a it, news thing. Yeah, it's a, it's it's totally. And because they have the majority, they're they're the ones going out. Well, we need you guys to to answer these questions, these hard hitting questions by a bunch of people that still don't know how the Internet works. Because I remember that the last time they were there, they looked completely stupid. It was embarrassing. It it, it really was like. I thought Zuckerberg was going to embarrass himself. He really didn't. No, he was embarrassed. He answered that. every question and he kind of looked at them confused a lot. Like, do you know what you're talking about? Yeah. And it's just like. I also sometimes forget that Zuckerberg's a fucking genius. <laughs> He's just awkward. Well, can my iPhone track me? Track me on Facebook? I don't know, sir. You'll have to ask Apple. Right. <laughs> I still remember that. <laughs> That was hilarious. And the dude had no idea. He's like, uh, uh yeah. He's like, it's like, I don't know. It's don't like, know. and I remember when they asked that question before anything was even said, I'm like, how the fuck would he know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like they act like Facebook is, um, fucking shredder and they're all the turtles. You what, know, it doesn't make any sense. What made, what kind of cracked me up is I go, you know, he has a bunch of like staff that are young enough that knows how the internet works. But you, I, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking like, you know what? I bet a lot of them were just like, dude, let's just put this in there. Let's fuck with him. Let's fuck with him. He goes, you know, he's being a dick or whatever. Let's see what he says about this. <laughs> let's see how make how makes him stupid. And I've always said we need we just need younger people in politics. Yeah, yeah, just to understand. But but that aside, the main point here is, and it always is this is the the point of freedom of speech and people how people do not understand what it means. Twitter does not have to let you say anything. Nope. Twitter can tell the Democrats to fuck off. They can tell the conservatives to fuck off. They can tell whoever they want to fuck off. Is is Twitter a little more left-leaning? Of course they are. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's what they want to do. You know what I mean? I just it's well, it's funny more, to me. It's funny to me because Twitter is more libertarian. I was listening to a couple. That's true. I yeah. was listening to a, a podcast where they were talking to a bunch of people, and they go, "Well, they, they Google is more um, uh, liberal." Well, yeah, I mean, most yeah, with that, yeah. but they're but they're saying yeah, Twitter is more libertarian, and they still get a lot of backlash. But what I thought was kind of funny is I was um, there were a lot of like Democrat because Republicans talk about parlor. Oh, go to parlor, go to parlor. That's supposed to be their their alternate Twitter. Go there, go there. You'll be able to speak your mind. Everybody can speak your mind, even though yeah, because it's only one voice. Everyone's saying the same shit, right? But the the owner said everybody goes, everybody go over there. Every, anybody can say what they want. So. Um, a group and it of becomes gross. <laughs> a, gr a group of liberals went over there and did the same thing they did on Twitter. They got banned from yeah. Parler, and I was like, "Yeah, because that's what they're meant to do. 
that's what they don't want the same echo chamber because if you have the same echo chamber there's everybody's just going to be like yeah 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 totally oh my god yes you're not going to get that trolling divisiveness which is what they get out of twitter and that's what everybody does now is 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 confirmation bias they're just looking for people that sing the same tune as them and that's it unless they want to yell at the other side right because nobody talks anymore it's just yelling like you're an idiot no you're an idiot you know it's like okay well you know, I, I think it was, what's his name? Um, DeFranco. He does, uh, he's been doing a thing, YouTube news thing. I like the guy. He's pretty cool. He's been doing that for a while. And he put a post on Twitter that said, what do you, what do you say to people who say they're not that they're not that, or they, they don't, his exact quote was more like, I don't talk about politics. I'm not that into it. And a lot of people said, you know, I don't fucking care. And then a lot of people said, when people say they're not that into it, it's because they're a cop out, blah, 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 blah. And I posted, I said, I say the first part because I don't feel like having a conversation where someone's yelling over me the whole time. Yeah. I don't talk about politics with people because either A, I ask a question and they think I'm fucking retarded because I asked a question of their side or B, they talk over me or C, they talk to me like I'm a fucking idiot. And I'm like, well, now all I want to do is hit the person. So w <laughs> that didn't help. Right. So I, I just choose not to talk about it with people. Like I've, I've left conversations in the middle of a sentence. Like now nah, I'm good. I just leave because I have other shit to do. <laughs> you know, I, I don't need to argue that. I think, and that's a that's a byproduct of social media anyway. Is that everyone thinks that their opinion is so important that you have to stand there and listen to it? Like, ah, fuck you. Hmm. I got better shit to do. <laughs> I can go <laughs> listen to actual smart people talk about this. You know, fuck out of here. But anyway, yeah. Um, no one understands what freedom of speech is. Um, nothing's new. Yeah. So. All right. So. I think it's time we jump into our douchebag of the week. So my first one, I actually had another one for this, but then I just thought, I think this person who claims to be a fan doesn't understand. Um, so Amazon Prime video series, The Boys, has won praise from fans and critics alike for challenging the superhero genre through the series run so far, with the on-screen superheroes um, super superhero world pretty much ruled by Marvel at the moment the boys has done a great job at carving out their own niche and offering viewers something a little different but while the boys isn't afraid to call out Marvel and DC showrunner Eric Kripke said um, has revealed that he's actually a fan of Marvel movies although he admits that it has some qualms with them too People must. Um, people might be surprised to know this, but I'm actually a fan of Marvel. Kripke said in a recent interview to Hollywood Reporter, "The filming, the filmmaking is so impeccable. I actually really enjoy the humorous tone that a lot of them are written in, the snarky and fast and uh, fast and glib, and I like that style. My issue with them are not the movies themselves, but that there are too many of them overall." Kripke then went on to explain that he also thinks the films can also be a little dangerous, saying that he believes that the films sometimes send you the message that you have to, quote, wait for someone strong to come in and save you, end quote. I sort of believe it's dangerous not to overstate or be dramatic, but it's a little dangerous to train an entire generation to wait for someone strong to come in and save you, he continued. I think how we end up, that's how we end up with people like Trump and populists who say, I'm the only one who can come in 
I'm going to I'm uh, it's going to be me. He added. And I think that the, I think in the way that pop culture conditions people subtly, I think it's conditioning them the wrong way because there's just too much of it. So I think it's nice to have a corrective uh, corrective, at least in a small one in us say, you know, they're not coming to save you. Hold your hand, um, hold your family together and save yourselves. So my issue with this at one, basically kind of using it as a way to kind of promote himself and his show. <laughs> yeah, because that's the whole premise of the boys. Right. Is but, that the heroes are corrupt and blah, 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 blah. Right. But my problem is, is that obviously he doesn't understand what most people take away from superhero movies. Yeah. Kids don't come around going, oh, I want a Superman to come and say, most of them are like, I want to be Superman. I want to be Wolverine. I want to be Wonder Woman. I want to be Batman. Uh, or I want to be Iron Man. It's like that makes them want to be those characters. Not, oh, they're so powerful. I want someone like that to come and save me. Like it would be different. And if you look at the superhero movies and comic books and stuff like that, you don't really see what regular people are doing. They're just in the background. Right. Because the superheroes themselves are just caricatures of more morality. Yeah. You know, and that, and that it just like watching your parents, it rubs off on you. You know, the, to this day, and I, I, I guarantee, and yeah, of course my family too, but I guarantee you, I mean, so many Batman comic books, if I see someone getting hurt, I'm going to say something about it. Right. Like, I'm going to go, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it conditions you morality. Now, if, if, if the movies were like from the perspective of common people and they were doing nothing, going, oh, well, they'll save us then right. yeah okay you know what i mean i mean they even t they talk about this shit in any real hero the whole hero thing has been around for thousands of years yeah so to can to say it's conditioning an entire generation like i see where he's making the point i see where he's coming i just don't agree with it yeah like I i'm not like what a fucking moron i just <laughs> i just i i do think he's being a little he being a little sly and just trying to fucking promote what the premise of his show. Right. I think I, and to me it was like going, okay, one, you're, I obviously you don't remember being a kid when you were, did you feel like as a kid that when you were, you know, doing this, uh, that you're somehow leaving the thing going, Oh, I want to be saved by, you know, I mean, sometimes you're like, Oh yeah, I want to be saved by wonder woman. God damn. You know, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, it's like, it's not conditioning kids to want to be saved. Like I go, if you're, if you're looking at that, you're looking at religion. I think that's what you're kind of confounding it to be, you know, the, the, the concept of, oh, well, God will save me, you know, so. But even then, that's even a bastardization of the actual message. Right. No, I agree. I agree with that because you have some people that are like, well, I'm not going to wear masks or I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to go to the doctor because God me, will protect you know? me. God will save me. It's like going, no, that's, you know, it's like. It's like, no, God gave you intellect so you can yeah, think. Exactly. And, yeah. God, you know, they we have doctors and we have scientists and we have this stuff that can help. And even the thing is, is even some of the, you know, pastors sit there and go, I go to the doctor, you know, doctor, I don't feel right. The doctor comes, you know, and I hope for a miracle. But, you know, it's like you're encouraged to go and do that. It's like this, 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 this thing of like, you know, leaving yourself as a helpless person just 
it's like, okay, I don't think you're really getting the message. And yeah, at the same time, I'm like, I think you're just being a little slick. You're trying to say like, this is what they're doing. We're doing it different. It's yeah. kind of like, okay, I think you're being a little bit of a dick. And honestly, I watched The Boys. I'm not hating on it. I can see it's a good show. Well acted. It's not for me. Like I, I watched the first season and then the second season was trying to go a little bit bigger with it. And I was just like, you know, I know this is kind of corny, but I want my superheroes to save people. Yeah. I don't want them to be shitty. It, it, it's a trend nowadays of everything has to be gritty and shitty. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. Because everybody has this, I mean, you know, now because, oh, well, Marvel's big, so let's do the opposite of Marvel, even though it's yeah. like, it's like. You know what it feels like to me, too, sometimes, is that in the past, we made characters to aspire to, mm. and now they make characters that everyone is pulling down to a human level with that are just flawed, fucked up people. And it's like. I mean, that can add depth if it's done right. Right. But then it also can just be fucking whack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and I I don't know. Like <laughs> some of the things I've seen in that fucking that the boys show, it, you could tell they're just doing it to shock you. I mean, there is real fear there. Like if you had someone who's a twisted individual, but you had the powers of Superman. OK, there's an issue, you know, because no one can oppose him. Right. You know, but it's. I don't know. It's it, I think a lot of it's me. Like I I refuse to see that Brightburn movie. Oh, just right, because right. I have I really enjoy a morally sound superhero, something to aspire to and stuff like that. And I know I'm not like I'm not saying like oh well, you should never make a shitty version. I've I've read fucking versions of, of superheroes that are shitty but I, I don't know I just don't I, I don't think everything needs to be gritty that's me you know <laughs> look at the Marvel movies they weren't gritty yeah you can be realistic and not make everything look like shit that's all I'm saying now let's talk about some dirty shit <laughs> <laughs> Brasilia better known as Brazil you already know it's gonna be fun yeah when I say Brazil um, Brazilian Senator Chico Rodriguez, that's really his name, was caught in a police raid with money hidden between his butt cheeks on Wednesday. <laughs> a judicial source. Now, did he get that stripping or was he trying to hide it? I don't listen. We're going to keep reading. I named this um, I named this article in the show notes, the political prison wallet. <laughs> um Amid an investigation into the misuse of COVID-19 response funding, bro. <laughs> Even our crooked-ass politicians didn't fuck with that funding. Or steal it, at least. They fucked with it, they just didn't steal it. In the Senate, Rodriguez um, represents the state of Rorima, or whatever, and has also been chosen as deputy leader for the Agenda of the administration of President Hiar um, Bolasarnio, um, who won the presidency campaigning heavily on ending the corruption of previous governments. Um, Rodriguez confirmed in a statement that his house was raided without giving details. He denied wrongdoing and said he had 
He had been clean throughout his 30 years of, of politics. His his office did not immediately respond to a request for comment on the cash allegedly found down his pants, an incident that was widely reported in major Brazilian newspapers, citing unnamed sources, as they always do. Hmm. The federal police declined to comment, citing the confidentiality of the inf- you know what I said, the investigation. In a statement on Wednesday, the police said that they had carried out raids as part of an investigation into the possible misuse of congressional funding directed to, um, to the health secretary of Roramia or wherever his little district is to pay for um, the COVID-19 response. Can you ever imagine like senators or congressmen in America getting raided? It's happened before. Has it? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> it should happen. I've just, in my lifetime, I don't remember it happening. I don't think it's, well, I think it's one or once or two. Well, I know, a couple of I know a gov I know a couple of local state officials. Oh yeah, state of of course yeah, state but, officials. But um, I think probably not in recent memory. But they have. Been well, I guess that would have happened like Watergate, you know, stuff like that. Would big something big happened. But or anybody connected to the Trump administration. Right. <laughs> On Thursday, Bolisario said the police raid was evidence that his government was fighting graft. There is no corruption in my government, and we fight cor- and, and we fight corruption wherever it is. So basically, he said, "There's no corruption, but they fight corruption, so they're not doing anything." <laughs> so, what? <laughs> I hope that was just a translation issue. He told supporters outside his official residence, Bolsonaro's anti anti graft. What is graft? Is it is it all caps? Because it might be an acronym. No, no. Lowercase graft. Mm. Sure. Bolsonaro's anti-graft credentials have faltered since the presidential campaign. His former justice minister, Sergio Moro, an immensely popular ex-judge who was known for his tough stance on corruption, resigned earlier this year, uh, alleging Bolsonaro had sought to interfere in a police investigation for personal gain and um, allegation Bolsonaro denies. The president's son is under investigation for graft, <laughs> what is the fuck is graft um, in Rio de Janeiro of Alessario and his son deny wrongdoings. This is always one of those touchy situations where it's like they're either denying it because they're doing it or they're getting attacked by the people who are doing it. Um, here, graft as a verb. It doesn't even say. I don't know what a skin graft is. <laughs> yeah, I um, find anything either. Oh, graft is a form of political cor- corruption in which an official gains something due to a position of power, trust, or insider information. Um, so we were well aware of it. I just didn't know there was a word. Um, <laughs> so I just thought the whole fucking if he wasn't if he's not doing anything wrong, and he sh- and he shoved cash up his ass. Come on now. <laughs> He's obviously hiding money he ain't supposed to be having, bro. No, see, what happened was, is that was the money he was going to use at the strip club, and his wife didn't know he had that money. So It could have been that, too. Yeah, he was hiding it. To get, and most guys would be like, oh, yeah, you know, no, I believe that one. You know, <laughs> He gives some guy the eye, and he's like, oh, no, that's my money. I put that there when you sleep. <laughs> All of a sudden, people that don't even know him are backing him up. Right. <laughs> 
you ever see that movie the um oh what was it the the guys oh my god oh god there was a movie that had jason lee in it and he played this guy who a guy thing i think it was called a guy thing and it was like he he met up with this chick and found and uh, she had left her underwear at his place it was something innocuous it wasn't meant to be and his girlfriend uh found it and then he said yeah well you know it's like i bought these for you and she's like they've been worn he's like oh my god they've been selling they sell you know like worn underwear stuff like that so they go to the, she goes to the store she calls the store and the guy goes hello and she starts saying my boyfriend did this blah 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 blah, blah. and then he goes god damn it and then she's she stops and he's like he goes those damn kids he's like they do this all the time and he goes they always put used underwear inside the thing he goes i'm totally sorry ma'am he goes if you come over here we'll be able to give you a be able to give you a refund on that and then she hangs up and then the customers are looking at him and he puts the phone down and he looks at the woman and he goes poor bastard <laughs> and i was like one, <laughs> i was like damn didn't even know like this it's, dude but. it's fucked up because you shouldn't be cheating on your girl, obviously. But that shit does happen. Dudes will just back each other up. I've heard girls complain about it where it's like... Girls do the same would, thing. Of course they do. Um, but they would call like their... The whole like, I'm going to call your friend and ask them where you were. Like, go ahead, call them. Yeah. As soon as you hear someone's lady go, where was he last? It's fucking with me. Yeah. Like every time. <laughs> if my wife called Steve tomorrow and said, hey... Where, where was Adam last time? He was with me in California. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He, we were, you know, we were hanging out and, you know, <laughs> felt, you know, we were watching TV and we fell asleep and, you know, he has got a gentle touch. <laughs> yeah. You got to make a joke of it too. And then, and then 10 minutes later, my phone's going to ring. What the fuck was you doing last night? <laughs> <laughs> it'll be my, it'll be my memoji going, ah. <laughs> yeah. You're clicking up, bro. I see it. I synced it. I synced it. Uh, all right, so my last one, the social media idiot this week, is not really much of a social media. It's those scam emails. Yeah. Um. So I've been getting it like, and this is for the on the lazy geese. It's not even my personal Gmail accounts. Like I'm getting this. I'm like, what the fuck? I bear, I don't even use this. Like I don't give it out for anything. And the only ones that have it are the, uh, like Titan Comics and you know for press and stuff like that. It's not like somebody's email got hacked. But so I got this email and it's really passive aggressive. Like the way they do it is like, don't worry, dude, it, it happens, but pay me or else I'm going to fuck you up. It's like, yeah. so um, I've gotten this letter with the exception of part, a certain section of it. I've gotten this exact same email like three times in the last five days. And I'm like, so, and I reply. The benefit, the benefit of the scam emails is that if you have reading comprehension of at least third grade, <laughs> you'll notice it's bullshit because they're never from an English-speaking country. Right. Also, so it's a lot of fuck-ups. And they're also, they you know, they don't understand how apostrophes work in contractions, right. you know. So this I'm going to read you the email. Oh, it's from America? No. Right, exactly, yeah. It's actually from a second grader, so I'll, I'll let right. that slide. So here's the email that I that I get. Hello, this will grab your attention. You have recent. You have used Zoom recently, which I don't even have. Uh, like most of us during these bad COVID times, 
And I have very unfortunate bad news for you. COVID. Yeah, that get bad COVID times. I'll give you some background on what happened. There was a zero day execu- um, security vulnerability on Zoom app. All the buzzwords. Right, exactly. Zero day, not even hyphen because zero day is actually zero hyphen day. Security right. vulnerability on Zoom app, not the Zoom app or your Zoom app, uh, on Zoom app. On Zoom app. That allowed me a full-time access to your camera and some other metadata on your account. I found a few interesting targets through random lookups. You were just unlucky to be on the list. After that, I did some creepy um, I did some creepy stuff and a few recordings just for fun and to test a few things. This is I'm reading this the way he wrote it. And as you can imagine in your worst dreams, this happened. I have made a recording where you work on yourself. Please don't blame me or yourself for this. Please don't blame me. Yeah, or yourself for this. I didn't have any bad intentions. I got very sick, lost my job, about to be evicted and have no money to survive. So at this point, pity me, me, right? All of this because of, of, of the stupid virus. I'm sorry, I have no other choice. I don't want you to be the next Jeffrey Tubin. I'm sure you don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to make this video public so your friends and colleagues can see it. Let's make a deal. You pay me 2000 in Bitcoin and none of and nothing of this will happen. Not none of this, but nothing of this will happen. What happens next is up to you. I'll give you three days to make a payment. After you send the money, I will delete the video and forget about you forever. The amount is not negotiable. Send 0.18 Bitcoin at 2K at current exchange rate to my wallet. And he gives the wallet number. Uh, I should put that on Twitter. <laughs> That's always the one of the funniest parts to me about the scams lately is they always want Bitcoin. 99.9% of people in America don't even know what a Bitcoin is. Right. And don't let even alone know how, to, how do to use it. I don't know how to buy Bitcoin. Right. So, P.S. Please don't try to report this to the police. I use Tor and Bitcoin can't be traced. Do not email me back. If you do something stupid, I will distribute the video. Good luck. No ill intentions. Yeah. No. Good luck. But watch your fucking step. Right. Good luck. <laughs> don't stress. Don't stress. Right. <laughs> I'm fucking, first of all, if you hit me up for two grand, I'm stressing, pimp. <laughs> like, it's just funny to me. And the sad thing is, is people will fall for this. Yeah. You know, and, and it's kind of clever in a way. Um, If you take a, take away any knowledge we have about technology, they use current events. They're talking about the cat that was beaten off on the fucking Zoom meeting. Right. It's it's so subconsciously it's going to tune into something because anyone who saw that news report was like, oh my god, imagine if I did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I get it from that respect, but also you still have to be pretty fucking dumb. <laughs> so I, I I had actually replied to it because he says don't do not reply to you know don't don't do not email back. So I replied to go. Well, first off, I have a couple of questions. One. I don't have a Zoom app, never use Zoom app, probably never will. So I don't know how that how that works. And I'm like, and two, you're emailing me on a business, on a on an email that I have no accounts for. 
I don't email people office, so I don't understand how you're getting this. Not to mention, the only way I access this is through a desktop that doesn't have a camera or a microphone attached to it. So either your information is wrong or you're full of shit. Which is it? And then I go, Steve hit him with the what's good. Dude. Like, <laughs> and then I and then I was like, sincerely, <laughs> sincerely, good you luck, said good luck, sincerely yours. I should have put sincerely. Good luck. Don't stress. <laughs> good luck. Don't stress. And, the and worst oddly, scam enough, I, oddly enough, I didn't get a reply. Of course not. Because yeah. <laughs> they just send it to millions of people and it will stick a couple times. You know, and it's sad. It's usually elderly people too. It actually reminds me of, I'll say two things before we stop. Um, <laughs> one thing, I went to, my mom's in town and she's staying with my grandmother. My grandmother stays at um, a apartment building that's only for elderly people. And um, I, I was dropping her off and um, I had swung by to get groceries and stuff, whatever. And me and my son had to go back down and get some stuff. And I noticed one of the apartments there had a, had a note taped to it that was typed out. And it said, um, per, per the recommendation of management, of the apartment building's management, I can't remember what it said, I am unable to loan any money to anyone. <laughs> and it kind of broke my heart because I'm like this this fucking lady or dude probably has shit kids right that come here and drain the little money he has and I'm like fucking pieces of shit that's the same mentality that these scammers will get yeah you know but um the other one I want to say is Steve Steve should probably remember this the worst scam I got was in an email they called me and it was so funny because they called and said oh I'm from Microsoft and I go, are you now? (laughs) And they go, you have a virus on your computer. Oh, Microsoft is doing, um, random phone calls on that. And they're like, well, so I went with them. I I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? Like, well, I need you to open your remote desktop application and then I'll, I'll connect to your computer. And I go, okay, um, where is it? It's like, well, just hit this button, blah, blah, blah. Little did you know, I'm running Linux on my computer. <laughs> so none of this exists. So he's like, and I go, are you sure I have a virus? Like I'm playing stupid. He goes, yes, it's infected your da, da, da. And he says a bunch of random shit that makes no sense. Right. Like I'm like, oh, wow. And, and I have that kind of tone like, oh, like I'm dumb. And then um, and then he goes, you have remote desktop. Why can't you find it? And I go, maybe it's because I'm running Linux on my computer. <laughs> Just hung up. <laughs> There's dudes on YouTube that fuck with those people. Like it's it it depresses me because yeah, we we grew up with technology, so of course it's it, you're not tricking us. Right. But it's sad to just some little old ladies like given not Bitcoin, but they're given like fucking thousands of dollars to these people. Yeah, they think like they've lost their pictures of their kids or some stupid shit. There's those you know? there's those ones that were going around. They were not so much this year, but they were before where it would be those um, calls where they were saying that you know the F, the IRS is uh, going to arrest you um, yeah. if you don't settle your you know IRS debt. The IRS police are yeah. going to arrest you. Yeah, they're going to arrest you at your job, and they use all general kind of things. And um, I remember one. It's, they're like fucking um, the people, the seers. What are, what are they called? They're not called seers. I'm using a very old Irish way of Psychics. saying it. Psychics. Yeah. Um, that uh, soothsayers. 
I well, I think when I grew up, they were called Seegers, and I it sticks in the back of my head. Um, but the um, they'll always say like the like really broad shit. Yeah. Like, did you know someone who used to like the color blue? <gasps> that was my husband. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was like Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I remember uh, I I saw some police chief that got one of those calls. So she was recording it and then posted it online saying, don't fall for these guys. And she was like, oh, okay, really? So you're going to come after me now? You're going to come at me at work. Okay. You do realize where I work, right? And they're like, um, they're like, yeah, we have that information. She's like, okay, because you're going to have to get through several sheriff's deputies to, to arrest me. Click. Right. <laughs> they just give up and they go to the next call. Yeah. They don't care. You know, it's whatever, but it's, um, the thing is too, is they, a lot of people, why don't they arrest these people? It's like, cause it's in a different country Yeah, and it's illegal. It's usually in India and it's illegal there too. Like I, I was telling Steve about this a, a few podcasts ago, I think, where I saw this whole video on it where they, there was like this, they oh, had yeah. it. Yeah. Because it we said it was an r- address. It was like in between two buildings. Yeah. Because shit. it was, it was, they, they shared the same floor that AT&T tech support did. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, it was so funny. And they'd have people that would work in AT&T tech support and then go work their second job scamming <laughs> motherfuckers. And I was like, what? And then you, these people didn't seem like bad people. They were nice people, but they were just like, eh. They were detached from it because right. we're on the other side of the planet. We're not real at this point. We're not real people, you know, and it's just like. It's so weird to me because <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I can't give them. I can't give them too much of a pass because if you if you came and say, "Hey, you can make five ten thousand dollars a month if you scam little old ladies in China," I'm like, "No, no thanks." Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Maybe they're just maybe they're just cut different in India. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but um, but yeah. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Um, if you like this little slice of joy and would like to help us out, um, we do have video of you jerking off on Zoom. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We need a billion Bitcoin. (laughs) No, you can definitely donate. And only in Bitcoin. (laughs) No, please. I don't even know how to cash that. Send some money, motherfucker. We out here. We, we want, we, we want that real shit. Um, all donations will help us improve the quality of the show. Um, or a beer or two, you know, yeah. which is always nice. I might, I might hit my, I got, I found one Guinness in the back of the fridge. I was like, <laughs> I need to drink that. Um, head over to the blog and click on the PayPal link. And as, as we all know, sometimes it's a little tough monetarily to, to help us out, especially in these times. Don't blame yourself or right. us. Don't blame yourself, but you know, good luck and don't stress. So, right. <laughs> um, we'll com- be coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Getting we'll give you three. We'll, you we'll give you three days to get it to us, right? Fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> Christ! A little bit. Uh, but you can comment on the show, share it with others, help get the word out, and also listen to the ads in the show. We make money for everybody that listens to the ads, so it's not much. But you know, if you want us to um, help us out, it's a great way to help it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network. Uh, we have a Star Trek podcast, The Away Team, new episodes every Friday, and the Fine Lines, Steve's social commentary podcast, drops new episodes every Wednesday. 
You can find all these shows on our blog, thelazygeeks.com, or wherever you got this show. So, And uh, reach out to us. Leave us comments, questions, or ideas for uh, future episodes. Or if you've gotten really interesting, this is one thing I want to open up. If you've ever gotten scam emails like that are just like hilarious like that's why i thought this the reason why i shared this one is you know like i said i've gotten this email before but it's just the passive aggressiveness of it i love it it was like don't worry about it dude but give me your fucking money you know it's that it's that like apologetic burglar that or the apologetic robber you know it's like hey don't stress about this man but if you don't give me your wallet i will fucking shoot you you know it's It's like like, i don't want to be mean to you i just don't have a choice right I have to steal your money that you've earned <laughs> right. to survive. That I have no part okay. in, in, in in helping you get, but I'm going right. to take it. Um, if you have any of those kind of stuff, email them to us or, you know, probably best to email those. But you can hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or email us, the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. So, that's it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Uh, we're thinking so you don't have to. Also, by the way, have a good, ha- have a happy and safe Halloween because we won't. We'll be back after the holidays. So yep. you know, be safe. Just kick it at home. Get some pizza, some bunch of candy. Let your kids dress up. It's all good. And um, and if you do go out, wear a goddamn mask, a real one, not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not that, not the the that fucking Jason mask. Ain't right. gonna cut it. Pam. Exactly. Wear the one underneath it. <laughs>